0: What's up everyone? Welcome to uh but what do I know? It's a podcast about tattooing and other shit, you know. Um I'm sorry I haven't really put out a new episode in like a month, but I just had a newborn. I've been slammed at the shop. Uh been time to get sit down for myself and do stuff like this has been uh pretty much impossible, I would say, but um yeah, today I want to start off by talking about a serious matter um it's It's really heavy in my heart um let's talk about starving squirrels and chipmunks all around the world. I mean, you think they eat all the time because you see their cheeks full, but really they're not they're not at all um, I also have no idea what I'm talking about, so, uh, it's not really an issue, I don't think, but bees are, there's a bee epidemic, but, you know, whatever, whatever, besides the point, let's get back to the subject at hand, alright, a lot has happened since I talked to you guys last, by you guys, I mean all 20 listeners, no, I'm just kidding, but I do thank everyone for tuning in and listening to, um, uh, pretty much what I have to say, and, you know, some of my guests, I've had great guests, you know, it's been awesome, uh, next episode I'm going to have, um, Dave Cruzman on. He, I believe is the first and only traditional tattooer to win Ink Master. So that should be a pretty fun, you know, episode. We're going to talk about, you know, what's been talked about a billion times. Traditional over realism, integrity, what holds over time. You know, we've talked about it on this podcast before, but we're going to get in depth. And, um, hope it doesn't get heated. I mean, I don't think it will. Dave seems pretty chill, so I'm a shit-talker, but I'm pretty chill. Um, Well, let's talk about the first thing. It started about, I'd say, a month and a half ago up in Sacramento, California. passed a law, pretty much it is, aiming to fuck tattoo artists, barbershops, Uber drivers, truck drivers, any independent contractor out there, really. Um, They changed the law of independent contractors... To pretty much employees, so you would have to go on payroll. You know the owners just gonna have to go through shit. Tattoo artists will actually have to file taxes, which they probably should anyway. But whatever. Um, So they're saying, say you're you you shop my shop for example, Dark Helmet Tattoo Company. Well, tattoos in the title. um, Our main purpose is for tattoos, and that's what I do. So if everyone in the shop is also doing tattoos, they are considered employee. If they're doing the same job as what the job entitlement is, it's considered an employee. I am still trying to work through some loopholes, which I'll try to put on a later episode, uh, just so hopefully we can all, you know, work this out, because they're trying to go federal, like nationwide with this law. So it's already passed in California, so we'll see during tax season what's really going to happen. But um, pretty much I'm finding that, you know, if you don't set their hours, you don't set their, you know, prices you don't really set how they're doing their work could still be considered an independent contractor i mean the best bet maybe change the name of the shop to not tattoos or something that might help but uh say you had like a tattoo artist a piercer laser you know tattoo removal microblading all that stuff everyone's an independent contractor because we all do different jobs i know the job is tattoo practitioner and that's the main title but there might be a loophole as in hey this person does realism this person does traditional this person does new school this person does polynesian this person does japanese we all do different styles who technically don't do the same job um that could even be like a plumber compared to emergency plumber or you know something like that i don't really know you know too much about it but besides what i've read i know there's like 10 categories what considered you know independent contractor versus employee and i think if like three of those ten you know are considered an employee then they're an employee so it's it's a whole catastrophe it's really uh really trying you know honestly this is how i feel i feel it's not a horrible thing you know because too many people have been cheating the system too long and honestly it might shut some shops down you know i've been Talking about the oversaturation of tattooing and tattoo shops, and it's just insane. I mean, I think since my last podcast, there's three new shops around the area. Like, it's insane. That was only a month, month and a half ago. Just crazy. But some are like, you know, private studios, which to me, I actually wrote about that on Instagram. How is it a private studio when you have eight people tattooing in a shop you know, it's not a private studio, it defeats the word private, that's a by-appointment-only studio, I mean, if you want to call it that, but, ah, I don't, you know, I don't really know, it's, it's kind of a weird subject, doesn't really matter, you know, at the same time, but, yeah, so, yes, less shops, probably, because some of those franchising shops that have 20, 30 employees, well, now they're gonna have to put everyone on payroll, Now they're going to have to pay the payroll taxes. They're going to have to do workers' comp, all that stuff. I mean, just for me alone, say even having only three, four employees, that's an extra $23,000 a year you're probably tacking on from payroll. It's a lot of money. So uh, we'll figure this stuff out, you know, as a tattoo community and all that. Um, What else? Uh, Well, there's been some new Instagram pages coming up. There's Tattooed Truth Fairy, which I... I mean, I like it. It's just really just exposing. Um, it looks like the purpose was to expose Photoshop tattoos. Like, there are some tattoo artists, we obviously know Photoshop their shit, or just use a super high contrast camera. It doesn't look like the tattoo. It is what it is. It's getting them clients. People that are actually good tattooers are really pissed about this. And uh, so, yeah, they're just calling them out. Um, some are like healed pictures, it looks like. Some people are bitching, you know, on the page about, Well, this is defeating the purpose. This is a healed tattoo compared to fresh. And someone said, you know, black and gray, you know, it lightens up 30% when it's healed. Well, maybe yours, because mine definitely maybe 10. Maybe. It looks pretty much the same. Maybe those very, very, like, two-drop, three-drop black wash sets might come back way light. But why the fuck are you using those at the same time? You know that shit's not going to last over time. But whatever, I mean... If you use enough black, the shit won't go down 30%. That's insane. Anywho. Um, so, yeah, that page, Tattooed Truth Fairy, you should go follow it. A lot of big wig tattooers getting called out right now, too. Um, it's pretty crazy. I'm, I've am had people hit me up. A buddy of mine's like, hey, bro, is this your page? And I'm like, what is every shit-talking page I'm associated with? Man, is that what I'm known for? Yeah, I digress. I don't really care. If I'm known for the shit talker, speaks the truth. Um, better than being a fucking liar. That's all I can say. Um, a lot of people call me a shit talker. Actually, the first podcast about franchising tattoo shops. I had someone say opening a three, third and fourth shop. Haters are gonna hate. Hashtag. But what do I know? Pretty funny. I like it. It's a. It was a smooth way of calling me out. I like it. You know. So I don't like that you're opening three and four shop probably local too so whatever people are gonna do what they're gonna do those shops are terribly hurting the good shops around here because well every place has cheap people and i know it comes down to the client being cheap but if you're giving them that opportunity of we'll work with your budget then you're just gonna create fucking shit clients and you're gonna i don't know you're gonna put a bunch of bad tattoos out and all these good tattoo artists are just gonna have to fucking call you out on it there's a shop recently that just copied a blatant copy locally of a tattoo that was dope. I don't know exactly. It could have been Chris Rigoni. Uh, uh, could have been that Ink by Saga, you know, that style, that spacey, super bold, saturated, but it was identical tattoo to it. And oh my gosh, they butchered it. Like it wasn't even close, but I don't know who did it, but I tried to stop it before it even happened, when them saying, hey, my crew wants to do these tattoos, oh, that are already done by buddies of mine, and, I don't oh, know, yes, fuck this industry, I guess, those people that just don't give a shit about it, it really sucks, but, um, what else, there's a lot more that happened, I'm heading to Atlanta next weekend, I got the Walker Stalker, Walking Dead con, gonna be tattooing there, uh, so if you're in Atlanta or anywhere near that, come say hi at the Geeks Drink Legends booth. Uh, we just released a clip from our show, that was pretty cool. We haven't heard much from the show in a while, so that was something, but since then I haven't heard anything. But uh all I know is there's a lot of shit going down in this tattoo industry right now. So many people getting exposed right now, and it's freaking dope. Loving it. I wish, you know, wish people could find something to expose me about in my tattoos. I mean, besides the fact that I used to suck ass, but everyone knows that. That's known me for the last 15 years, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I did hire someone new at the shop. This this dude, Mike Sharp. That was cool. Um, I have lost an artist in the shop. He opened a private studio, which is cool. Good on him, you know. Happy for him. Hope it works out. Um, Other than that, uh, I got Cruisman next week. Working on a couple others to add to the podcast. I'm sorry I haven't been putting them out, but I will try to put it out a little little more frequently. I was trying every week, but Jesus, I got in over my head. But it is what it is. I mean, maybe I'll have Randy Randerson on here again. He was definitely a fun episode, so that was a blasty blast. Um, Crazy shit, crazy shit. Girls getting their buttholes tattoos. There's a bunch of that going on. Uh, people getting purposefully done tattoos, and I feel just in spite of the realism artists, like these millennials are like, I'll show them, watch me get this dumb tattoo, and 10 years later, they're going to try to cover it by probably a realism tattoo artist. <laughs> the irony. Uh, <clears throat> what's craziness that's happened? Um, I've had some crazy clients lately. I know you guys have all had them. A lot of those clients that keep looking at their tattoo on their upper shoulder while you're tattooing them, and you almost fucking kiss them. Or hit them in the face with a bill of your baseball cap. Or uh, almost tattoo the whole fucking side of their face. Like, because they're looking at the damn tattoo and getting in the way of the machine and you. And So stop it. Let us do our job. You'll see it at the end, I promise, and for the rest of your life. Hope you dig it. So, let's see. Yeah, so mostly, I've still been getting listeners on the podcast. Less because I haven't been, you know putting it out there as much, but um, a lot of people know me as a shit talker lately, you know, locally mostly, I think feel a lot of local artists really do not like me, but they don't really say shit to me, you know, because, well, that's what we live in, a little pussy ass world, I wish they would, I wish they'd just call me out, I'd love to get in a little debate with them on what the fuck they're doing wrong, I mean, I'm not talking bad on any of the great artists, we have so many great artists in locally, you know, it is what it is. But uh, even the owner to the franchising shop, he's a solid tattooer. He just blatantly is greedy as fuck. So that sucks. Um, Halloween comes out. What well, came out last night? I'm going to see it today. That's not really about tattooing, but it is because I'll probably do a portrait off of the new movie. Um, my uh, one of my employees or pirate, you know, independent contractors, whatever. Paul, he just bought a. New Dan Cuban, he got the sidewinder. Um it's pretty damn sweet. I just did a little piece on them just to try it out. And I've been on Rotary. I've been using Injecta both the V2 and Nano for five years. Plug and play. Never had a problem with them. Best machines I've ever owned. Line work-wise, if I'm trying to do like, you know, a traddy Beast Neo Trad. Um it just doesn't put those it it'll put like a, you know, nice clean line, but it won't. You know it doesn't have that crisp traditional line maybe because they don't make cartridges in traditional nines or any of that but i don't know i'm just not getting that right smooth crisp you know every needle you know it is hitting consistently um so i tried the cuban it was effortless you graze the skin that shit's in there it healed super crisp so i'm thinking about picking up the old cruzman i know people tried the side uh swing liner which I believe is for the cartridge from them. Some love, some hate. You know, it's not really for everyone. But uh, just trying this... um, The Sidewinder. You know, it feels like a coil. It's little but heavy. Vibration, loud. Not really what I'm digging, you know. Sound like a little bitch right now. (laughs) My hands can't handle it. But uh, they really can't. So, fuck off. Um, I did... I did. I liked it a lot. I mean, I would have to go back to clip cord and switching in and out clip cord and RCA for my rotary because I wouldn't shade with the Cuban. I would definitely still do the injector because it's, it's just amazing. It's like cheating, but um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to pick probably one of those up or if anyone would recommend a great, you know, coil that can throw in nine plus round liners in it. You know, I do want to get back to the old black claws and the hollows, just the traditional liners when I'm doing that kind of stuff. I I feel like I've been doing it more. That in black and grey. Holy shit, California. A bunch of black and grey. Which is cool, because I never really did it before I came out here. I used to be like, ah black and gay. Uh ah, fucking unfinished tattoos. That's what I called that shit. But hey, it keeps up. I've seen some of the best black and grey I've ever seen out here. So, you know, I'm trying to push myself more to learn more black and grey, you know. And you know, I'm finding a few tricks as I'm moving on and Seems like any like way I figure out, then I see someone else find a whole nother route of doing black and gray. Right now, it's like the the prison work liner stuff, just shade with a liner only. I don't get it. I feel those super super light peppered lines are just not gonna be there. But what do I know, right? I mean, you never know. Technology's different, so that's what Cruisman's episode is gonna be good because we're gonna talk about that. You know, you really don't know. We're not psychics. We don't know the new technology, the new inks, the new. You know, needles, everything, we don't know how it's going to hold the last next 10 years. We only know what happened 10 years ago. I mean, fuck. 10 years ago, we barely had portrait tones out. You had to pretty much make your own. Now we have 150 colors, every mid-tone you could think of. A lot of ink companies still have, they have three tones that are the exact same. They just put them under maybe an artist series or something, but you're basically getting the same freaking color so choose wisely, and you can't really tell on the website, because they make it look different, so you have to see it in person, you gotta try it out, they'll get you, they'll get you, but um, I'll plug Starbright right now, you know, I've used a lot of inks over the years, I'm back to Starbright. I love them, you know, I think they're, they're black wash, they're, you know, diluted blacks are so good, some people think they're a little too dark, but hey, that's what I love about them, I still cut my, uh, the lightest one, and Get a little lighter tone, but I think they're great, great inks. Um, I say um a lot. You know, what, what's another word I could say besides that? But uh, I do that a lot too. But uh, and don't get it confused for butter because I'm not saying butter, I'm saying but uh, you know. Uh, I'm trying to find a good soundboard for this podcast also just to kind of, you know, make farts, maybe some uh, I don't, animal sounds, maybe some some clapping so I feel like someone's actually listening. Um I just can't believe I'm back doing another episode. Shit. Crazy. I've had people hit me up about it and be like, hey, is it done? Did you just not have a good following? But um nah, I'm like as popular as Kanye when it comes to this shit, y'all saying. Nah I ain't but I'm trying trying to be negative and trying to be, you know, just bullshitting and all that stuff because Kanye is like he's out there. He's not good. And that dude's known, well, he makes a good shoe, I guess. But, you know, he's he's worldwide. People know him. They may not like him, but they know him. And that's what it comes down to. I'm not for everyone, so if you don't like me, I mean, you're wrong because I'm pretty much the dopest. (laughs) Ask me. But anyway, Atlanta this weekend. Well, next weekend, stoked. That's the biggest one. They filmed Walking Dead in Atlanta. So that's... That and London are their big ones, so I'm really excited. This weekend, uh, my sponsors, Tommy's Supplies, they, um, they're they throwing on the Tommy Convention in Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut. That's a big one. I wish I could have went. You know, I'm just, it's it's hard enough going to Atlanta even next weekend, and then Oregon a couple weekends after with a new baby. And, you know, my wife's having a hard time with that, so, you know, it, it really does suck. Um really gonna keep plugging the tv shows for when that comes out so you know i got to do my part on that but you know i'll actually have an episode about time time management you know my buddy chris 51 because that dude plans a billion things at once but still has a bunch of time for his family you know his wife his kids it's just i look up to that because that's super hard tattooing in military is probably one of the leading divorce like uh it may be athletes and acting. Those those entertainment-wise, which I feel tattooing is an entertainment, it's, I forgot who I was listening to, but someone talked about it being a performance art, you know, because you have a time limit, you have to get a drawing done in time, you have to tattoo them in a time limit. It's a performance art, you know, it's not like you'd be like, yeah, I'm never done with this painting, I'll get back to it in a year. You can't do that unless they want to pay money to come do it, you know. Yeah, it's a performance art, it's really weird. But uh, any of those entertainment performance things, I feel like those are hard on families like, big divorce rates, and, uh, really, we should need to have a stop to that, I mean, I know it's like, hey, you knew what you were getting into, but it's hard, it's hard for, uh, a tattooer's wife or husband to, uh, to deal with the road schedule, you know, the amount we work, uh, work more than a full-time job, most of the time, we're working, you know, 60 hours some week, some weeks way more, some weeks way less, and, you know, it's just so inconsistent sometimes, but, unless you're those people that are booked out for, you know, six months, but then again, 90% of those people only do one tattoo a day, that's not really booked out, that's, you do, like, sometimes come in for two hours, sometimes come in for six hours, it's not really, it's not fully booked out, but, I mean, what do I know, but you got those traddy artists, they'll sit there all day and bust out freaking bangers all day, night and day, you know, Randy Randerson said he does sometimes, like, 10 tattoos a day, that's pretty intense, that, I mean, that's, I don't know if my back can handle it, because I'm kind of a little bitch. Oh, I did. Speaking of being a little bitch and old all at the same time, I thought I had kidney stones like last week, and I went to the, you know, urgent care, and I was like, yeah, I think I have kidney stones my back. I can barely breathe. It hurts. It's sharp. I don't know what's going on. You know, got my piss tested. Wasn't that. Found out I had a dislocated rib and huge pulled lap muscle, and I'm no idea how I did it. I guess I could have fucking sneezed wrong or something, they said, because I'm getting older. But, uh, I had to reschedule appointments. me, I'm being booked out, so it sucked. I had to move people, and man, it was really inconvenient. I do feel a lot better. I went to the chiropractor. It kind of felt worse at first, but I do feel better now, so I'm tattooing back at work, you know, really pushing it. Got a cool piece today. Um... I'll post it, you know, later if we finish it. Um, I've been really doing some fun pieces, really getting... I moved here from Maine. In Maine, I did a bunch, pretty much stuff only I wanted to do. And out here, I had to really, you know, versatility had to come in handy because I had to do anything just to pay the bills. And um, I'm starting to get clients now. So I will say, people know I bitched a lot online about it. You know, what the hell's up with California and the clientele. It took me two and a half, almost three years to start picking up clients, and that was after 13, 14 years of tattooing, so it was really a rude awakening, humbling, you know, I had to go back to Maine every three months, basically, just to pay my bills out here, Uh, so I I heard anybody who just moved, which uh, Mike at the shop just moved from Houston, you just got to push, you have to have an online presence, like, uh, there's a lot of people sitting around, but then they haven't posted anything online for... Four weeks, some four days, sometimes like three weeks. It's like, well, you wonder why you're not busy. Your online presence is, you know, non existent. So I feel that is so important. Um, I just had to keep pushing, keep putting your work out there. Uh, do some cheap tattoos. I know I'm against it, but you know, of your own work, something to get out there. You know, I'm one of your buddies at least, or you know, one of your I always say, do it to a good client, someone who's been in, they spent the money. Hey, hook them up once. Just so you can get that cool piece you wanted to do out there. Not someone who just walked in, you know, you put it online and they came in. You know, fuck them. They haven't put in any time or money. Like, then they're going to expect cheap tattoos all the time. Then you're that dickhead down the road who's doing undercutting cheap tattoos. So just do it to a buddy or something or someone, a good client, just to get that shit out there. I mean, I've had help along the ways. I've met some great people out here. It's really plugged me in my work. And, uh, you know, it. it's... It's hard, and a lot of people, too, they, they are so not motivated because they're getting all these Pinterest dumbass tattoos in all the time, but hey, if you're not gonna try it, those tattoos, you're gonna have shitty tattoos out there that people are gonna judge you on, so even if they're dumb tattoos and they're whatever, dude, make that the cleanest shit you can possibly make it, which seems like a lot of people out here can't even do that when they try, but, <laughs> shit, um... But the cleanest you could possibly do because, hey, someone's going to be like, yeah, well, that's fucking super clean. I mean, it's not anything special, but it's clean, you know, and they'll judge you on that. Your work is out there as a portfolio on the streets, so you better make sure you try 110% on every tattoo. I don't give a shit if you're into it or not. There's no reason to have bad tattoos out there. I mean, what was it, uh, Randy said on one of the episodes, you know, when people are like, I'm not going to do that dumb tattoo. That's stupid. Why would someone get that? coming from the person that has fucking three tattoos on her damn face like really bro you're one to judge like come on do what they want you know I mean I know some of them are headaches and they change your mind a ton but you got to do what they want if it's something that's not gonna last over time however that's where you need to come in that's another thing artist. start speaking up like on that stuff like hey this is not gonna hold over time You can refuse it if you want. I know you want to make money, but at the same time, you have to let them know this is not going to hold. Black lines freaking half a centimeter next to each other are not going to hold over time. They're going to bleed together. I mean, you guys got to realize this. People that are trying to Dimitri Simone, Steve Butcher pieces that aren't even at the caliber of fucking traditional or any of that stuff. Like, how are you going to pull this shit? How are you going to pull something when you're not capable of doing it on paper? You can't do it on skin. So stop do it on paper first. Too many people attempting realism art here, and it's garbage, you know? Like, trust me, I was at that point where I was just garbage, tri- you know, I had a lot of fun, but that's when I started doing seminars, being like, well, I can't just have fun and do bad tattoos. If I'm going to have fun, i got to make sure, you know, these are presentable tattoos for people, and I'm having fun doing them, so. But what do I know, you know? I do know... You know, I could be arrogant, and I know I'm not going to ever put out a horrible tattoo. I promise that. But, you know, I guess it's, you know, arrogance, confidence, you know. They're pretty close. Most people that meet me know think of me as arrogant because I'm a shit talker, so. Fuck it. I don't really care. I'll try my hardest to be able to back my work, you know, and back the arrogance, I guess. But I try to be humble. I know where I'm at, you know. I know you, you can grow. Everyone should know. They're not the best at what they do. I mean, even the top-notch artists I've met in, you know, in my time have been like, look up to other artists. Well, that's what you always got to do. You can't sit in a shop filled with shit people and expect to get better. You got to surround yourself with dope artists. I've said this probably on every freaking podcast I've done. Um... Anyway, I'm excited to get more guests in. I'm excited for you guys to interact more. I'm going to try to get more of an interaction thing with this podcast. Still new. I don't really fucking know how to work this app very well. It's funny because every time I have someone do the podcast, I'm like, "Hey, just download anchor.fm and then by the time it comes down to it, I'm like, "Uh, you hear me? Are you there yet?" For like an hour before I actually get it down. I still haven't got the hang of it. <laughs> so, that kind of sucks. I'm not really good with technology. You know, I'm still trying to get the hang of the iPad. I found out there's more brushes you can buy so someone sent me some brushes and I'm like um you there's a skull brush you can just fucking press a skull and you have a skull what so yeah that's dope um oh another thing I wanted to talk about I was talking to this with a, with a buddy the other day Bruce and talking about a lot of artists are like don't copy my shit when their shit's already copied you know I'm not saying like the design I'm saying they traced a coloring book or they traced a cartoon and then they threw on some background you know i understand that's customized and that's custom don't copy their shit but at the same time we all copy realism artists copy from a direct photograph usually 80 percent of the time we didn't take or you know it's been used a bunch of times or um you know disney artists and tattoo artists that just copy disney tattoo you know art that's already out there just trace it and color it like that's not really your art you're literally copying someone's art but uh I understand, you know, if it's something laid out, it's all realism, but it's laid out on freaking Photoshop and it's laid out perfectly how you wanted it to. You created that layout and everything. Yeah, then don't copy. That's a customized tattoo. But when people say custom tattoos, it's really just new school artists most of the time. They have a reference stuff. But uh, I like I try once a week to draw, you know, everything for one thing from the head. You know, I did a piece the other day, Halloween piece. Try everything from the head. No reference at all. Straight from the head. It's hard. I mean, most people lost that because it's, they don't. we don't do it much. We have iPads. We don't need to. We know we have a shortcut, and we kind of take advantage of that. But to do it from scratch, it's so much more rewarding to be like, yeah, well, I know no one has this. I know no one can say shit because this is all from my head. So that's super cool. Uh, traditional artists heavily reference. Most of the time they trace shit, but a lot of time also they heavily reference stuff. But that's traditional. To get it to that. the rules of traditional, you almost have to reference, you know? Which, by the way, fuck rules. I didn't get in this industry to follow rules. I've said that before. If I want to throw teal and white in a fucking traditional piece, well, that's my piece. I can do whatever the hell I want. That's what makes it mine. You don't have to follow rules. Realism artist, I don't throw lines in there. There's no lines in realism. Yeah, well, there's no staying and that tattoo staying in the skin for a longevity of time if you don't throw a few lines in. So let's talk in ten years and see how it how it looks. You know, don't follow the rules. Art is about not following the rules, about coming up with your own shit, doing your own thing. As long as it looks clean and good, boom, dope tattoo, you know? Um, But yeah, custom tattoos, I just see a lot of people bitching about it, you know? It sucks, because, like I said, it's blatantly, you just copied a fucking movie poster, or you just copied a Disney piece of art, you know? It is what it is. That's just me being hating I guess you know because I do it but I never admit you know if I say it's a custom tattoo that means I drew it 100% drew it didn't reference anything if I say other than that you'll never see me say I did a custom tattoo today because it's fucking not custom usually it's usually I heavily referenced a realism image and turned it into like say a neo or something like that, color bombed piece I guess yeah whatever but what do I know I mean just own it, dude. Own that you didn't actually draw that. You'd fucking trace ninety percent of it. It is what it is. It's a dope tattoo at the end of the day. Who gives a shit? But you know, just don't claim that you fucking don't copy my art that I copied. I don't know. It's weird. It's hypocritical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, boy. Um who was I, I was talking to you a while, like my buddy Zach McDougall, I think. He uh <laughs> We were listening, some Kendrick Lamar came on, and he was like, yeah, I can't unhear it now when people say Kendrick Lamar sounds like Kevin Hart when he makes a girl voice. Like, no, no, stop, no. (laughs) It's so spot on. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Kevin Hart could do a dope-ass Kendrick Lamar impersonation. I'm pretty sure. Or vice versa, really. I'd like to see them both, like, maybe rap battle each other or something like that in in the Kendrick Lamar voice. I think that'd be funny as shit. (laughs) But, um... Lately, I've been watching uh, movies while tattooing. I've always done that, but, like, I've been watching shows recently, like Big Mouth on Netflix, funniest cartoon I've ever encountered, so definitely watch it. It's about puberty in middle school, going through puberty. It gets away with way more than it probably should, but it's a cartoon. It's genius, amazing. Nick Kroll does multiple freaking voices, and it's insane, but um, perfect show. So I've been watching that and you gotta you almost gotta know your audience before, you know, when you're tattooing because, you know, you'll be tattooing, then you have a hormone monster on the show that's like, just stick your dick in her mouth, you know. It's it gets a little vulgar. Maybe some feminists may not like that show, or, you know, I don't know, crazy liberals or something. I don't know. Conservatives probably won't like it either. Either way, I love it. And if you're in my shop, you're probably gonna have to listen to it. In stand up comedy. I put on stand up comedy on Netflix a lot. I put on Terrifier, the horror movie the other day, and, well, that's brutal, so maybe not put that on while tattooing, unless there are huge horror fans that love gruesome movies. So, yeah, I'm just trying to pick the right movie, you know, to put on while people, some people really just like music, or, uh, I've done it, I've played out all my music and everything, I'm just, I'm more of a, Big Mouth's good because you can listen to it, you don't have to watch it, you can, it's actually, I've listened to it probably ten times through, both seasons and you know it's good it's fun listening and then i'll watch it and i'll be like oh shit in my head it was different in the scene but watching it you know you gain even more access so it's pretty awesome um let's see anything else crazy happened oh yes uh buddy of the tour and stuff a guy who's been amazing on walking dead and everything scott wilson he uh he played herschel and um in The Walking Dead he passed away last week that was definitely sad anyone who's ever encountered him he's the nicest nicest man he's always he was always just super chill so that's a big loss for The Walking Dead family and uh Walker Stalker Con and everyone that knew him so um rest easy brother uh he was 70 something years old I think he's he was a good dude so that's um sad news for the the walking dead family um so yeah so that sucked to hear uh other than that um just been tattooing grinding uh it's been slow season for a lot of the shops i'm staying pretty damn busy walking wise we're pretty slow so i'm sure a lot of you are witnessing the cancellations and slow season coming upon us and then christmas is next which doesn't make it any easier but uh I encourage you all to get gift certificates together, some special running for like uh, maybe Black Friday or, you know, maybe give to the veterans or something like that. I'll be doing a veteran special where I'm offering, actually I ain't going to say shit because I'm sure someone that's local listening to this might just fucking knock that and take my shit, steal my ideas. It's dog-eat-dog world out here in California, love, I don't know the love part, but it's a dog-eat-dog world out here, it's crazy pretending like you're, they're your friends and then just talking shit. That's why I just like to talk shit right to their face. Palm face. But yeah, it's it's been crazy. It's been crazy. This new baby life, my third kid, has just been chaotic. I don't even know how to handle myself. The back injury, the freaking, you know, tattooing every day. Yesterday I actually took a day off. That was pretty damn nice. I mean, kind of a day off. What did I do in the morning? Oh, went to just a lunch with my family and uh, brought my daughter to freaking dance and then watched the Red Sox win the American League Championship Series, going to the World Series again, fourth time in my life. Pretty stoked. I'm going to say I've never seen them lose a World Series, so I'm going to knock on wood real quick because that's awesome. And they're playing probably the Dodgers if the Dodgers win tonight, so that'll be easy. So, I ain't no competition, when you look at statistics anyway, besides Dodgers pitching. I don't even know what I'm talking about, this has nothing to do with tattooing, so hopefully you guys like baseball, who's listening to this so I didn't bore you for the last minute and a half. Uh, I'm trying to think of, oh, there's a question someone asked me, I was asking for questions for the podcast, they asked, what's up with local tattoo artists leaving and only going down the street to other shops? you know, is this a thing? Is this a big thing? It is. It's becoming more and more. I know a couple artists around the area that work in probably six, seven shops just within 10 miles of each other. It's pretty insane. Maybe those people just don't work well with others, or they're just, they're not happy at shops. I don't really know. But uh, it's a thing. When I started tattooing, you couldn't do that. Usually, uh, you had to sign a contract with the shop. You couldn't work. 50 miles, you know, you 50, somewhere 100, hundred, fifty miles from the shop, you couldn't work for a matter of, like, three years, basically. Um, also, at that time, you couldn't have your own business cards. You know, you could only have shop cards. If you had your own business card, you better not give that shit out. You know, the, the clients were the shop clients. Well, shit's changed now because we even have non tattoo ran shops, which no one wants that. No one really wants to work for that unless they're a scratcher, you know. But whatever. I've done it you Know did it slow me down? Yeah, I made friends with them, but it slowed me down as an artist in my career, I think. And uh, but it's all right, you know. I could thank them for the opportunity anyway. It was a place to tattoo, and it was, I met some good people, so it is what it is. But um, it is a thing now, people are doing that, and uh, you know, I always encourage people to guest spot at artists, you know. I had one of my workers guest spot, I encouraged him to do it, and now he's leaving to go full-time there. It sucks, but he's got to do what's best for his career. He's not one of those that, you know, really loves the hustle. He He's a walk-in artist, so he's got to go to a shop that has a lot of walk-ins, and I hope it works out for him, you know? it's It really does. It kind of sucks. You know, you encourage someone to guest spot, and then they leave to go to that shop. Hey, it is what it is, you know? At the end of the day, I hope it helps him in this industry, I hope it helps him in his work, and... I could sleep better at night knowing that, you know, hopefully he makes the right decision. So, you know, I back him for it. Uh, it, it is a thing, though. That's It's frowned down upon to go in the same town and all that. Hey, I did it. You know, I knew the shop was selling down the road. I, you know, offered me a deal, and I took it, and it's literally on the same road. You know, someone just left. They opened a the shop right down on the same road from my shop. I can't hate, because I did the same fucking thing, but at the end of the day, it was a non-tattooer, you know, hate to say it, but at the end of the day, I don't owe non-tattooers anything in the tattooer industry, and he's still in business, it's not like he's lost business, it is it is what it is, you know, but he was, he was a little butthurt at me, but whatever, it is what it is, <laughs> um, yeah, really just uh, grinding and Online presence is going to be everything, especially this time of year. Uh, it, is, it is sad to see people undercutting and doing way worse of art, but who are you going to blame, the artist or the client? I guess you can blame both. You know, I always feel like being like, hey, you could have had this tattoo and said you got this tattoo, but I don't want to be that dickhead to the client because I'll never gain them as a freaking artist if I ever did that. So I just hope people realize, especially the dude who like just blatantly copied that tattooer the other day, you know? They saw the tattoo, like, hey, who wants to get this tattoo? Looking to do this, great deal. So they saw what the tattoo was, and then they saw what they got. Are they blinded by what the fuck they got? Because it is nothing remotely close to the quality that was there before? I don't know. But it is insulting, for one, to the tattoo industry. Um, Insulting to, yeah, pretty much just tattooers who are actually trying to produce their own stuff and draw and, like I said, customize their shit. They could have changed three things about that tattoo and made it their own. Instead, they didn't. They stenciled a tattoo that contour around the arm and all that that's going to bend anyway. It's not going to look right. And it just looked ridiculous. Not saturated. Just I have no idea who did it, but it's just not a good tattoo. Um in comparison, you know, maybe if it was alone you didn't see it, people would be like yeah that's pretty good i guess, but seeing it in comparison to the other tattoo you're like that is you did not hit the mark. That's why you don't copy shit because you have a mark to hit. You better fucking nail that mark or you better go above that mark because if you're going to redo copy someone's shitty tattoo, by all means, make it better. Like i guess it's still you're copying someone's art, but make it better. Don't make it worse like That's not fair to the client, that's not fair to anyone, but the client clearly didn't look at portfolios. I'm just full of it, full of hate today, I guess. It's just so much happened in this town lately, it's, you know, I'm staying busy, so I have no complaints there, but I see the artists under me not staying super busy, and I'm like, it really sucks, they do quality work, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just a bummer. It's a bummer that people are not wanting super good tattoos these days. And then people are purposefully getting bad tattoos just for a joke, which is cool. I like joke tattoos, but at least make it clean. Unless it's like your kid's drawing or something. I don't like doing those tattoos per se with my name on it, you know, but I'm going to do it because it means something to them. Who am I to judge what means to them to have their kids drawing on them? That's awesome. One day I'll get my son's drawing on me because he's a phenomenal artist. And, uh, you know, once he, gets to that mark where I want it on me, trust me, it's some good stuff, but I'm sure once he starts producing even better drawings, he'll want me to get that instead, so, you know, I understand it, I definitely do, uh, family's handwriting, you know, stuff like that, of lost ones, you know, I totally get it, you know, I do always tell them, hey, if you're gonna explain, I did explain this in my grandfather's writing, or whatever it is, just so people don't think I just, that's my script, you know. Not like I do much script, scripty script stuff. I'm pretty, I'm pretty white. It seems like the Hispanic community kills it with the script besides like, you know, a couple big hitters that are not that, but out here, you know, not to sound racist at all, but that's, it is a Hispanic. they have the ones that nail it. They're good at it. A lot of graffiti artists do. They nail the script. That was not what I really, I wasn't a calligrapher before I was a tattoo artist. So I don't, you know, no, do it, but it's it's gonna take me a lot longer than it will. Big Mies just freehanding handing it on you and stuff. That stuff's crazy, it blows my mind. um, Tribal's coming back. It looks like I see a lot of people bumping some tribal tattoos. I mean, in their like now the ink's super black and you got way better pigments and chips black and crisp. I mean it's, it is what it is. I mean I don't really want it on me, but that shit's cool. I guess it's it's something coming back, making it cycle. I wonder if Cherry Creek's going to come back. That's that was my beginning of my career. That'd be uh, I have a whole sh- books of Cherry Creek and uh flash and I'm, I'm thinking about reproducing some of them, making them into newer style of tattoos and just uh maybe do like I don't know, Cherry Creek Wednesdays or something like that, like redo a whole Cherry Creek piece. It'd be cool. I mean, maybe. <laughs> some of them you just can't. You can't not make them look good I don't think you'd have to redesign the whole thing but some you could definitely make them pretty cool uh, what else uh, look and do collabs with other tattooers I uh, posted that on Instagram this morning getting some some responses to that I think every artist should collab at least if not just like a split sheet for flash sheet tattoos art in general I mean it's just it's fun to work with other artists it's amazing like, even if they're completely different styles, it makes it even better, you know, even when you mix it up, and you're like, whoa, shit, that looks good, do this more often, you know, this is awesome, um, yeah, so, hopefully have some guest spots coming in soon, and start doing some collabs and stuff, I really, me and James Mullen have been looking to do collabs on people, uh, he's in Connecticut, Catch him in Connecticut this weekend, Hartford, Connecticut, Tommy's, uh, convention, it's, it's a big in, I wish I could have been there, just life's crazy right now so next year for sure i'm gonna do it because tommy's does a lot for me they really they really hook it up i mean without any question every time i need ink and email boom it's it's at my doorstep you know real soon they're really good people i actually posted a story about if you just get a discount you don't have a sponsorship you're just a street team some people hate it on that um it's true you know rob talked about it if unless you're getting free product that's not a sponsorship you're literally getting a discount that you can get in a tattoo magazine from a coupon you ripped out you know that's that's just them kind of using you to promote their stuff i mean at the same time they're giving you a discount that's awesome and all but i don't know it's just not a sponsorship it's i guess a, a street team or protein one of the two um That's just whatever. That has nothing to really do with anything but me and Rob were just talking about that. And he's always been, since Kryptonite, he's always been all about taking care of his sponsored artists. You know, that's why he's really picky and choosy on who he sponsors now. Because, hey, you're giving them free product. You're plugging them all the time. You want to make sure they're doing the same, doing quality tattoos and also plugging you. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I tag sponsors every tattoo even if it's not a tattoo it's as easy as that just do your part and they'll take care of you you take care of them um just really take care of the people who are taking care of you. your shop owners the people uh if you are a shop owner you know the other tattooers in the shop just appreciate them because you wouldn't have your business if it wasn't for them appreciate your clients you wouldn't be doing what you're doing if it wasn't for the people paying for these things they absolutely don't need you know it's You just got to be more thankful for the people that are giving, you know, to you in your family and your shop. It's a a huge deal. So, there could be a day where tattoos, you know, the next generation's like, ah, my parents and grandparents have tattoos. That shit's fucking lame. I'm not going to get tattoos. And we could be narrowing down the tattoo artists. Luckily, the good ones will stay, you know, that's awesome. And the other ones, scratchers, will fuck off finally or just learn to get better. Um... And there's a lot of those. A lot of states are just becoming more lax on uh, scratchers at home, too. And that's becoming a bummer because a lot of them probably feel like, oh, they're in the shops. So what's the difference? Because uh, there's plenty of shops out here. If you'll pay a booth rental of $750, they will hire you. It doesn't fucking matter your work. It's sad. So sad. The greed is just completely taking over in this industry. People charging 3000 for a full day of tattooing. Like, what the fuck, dude? $3,000? By the end of the day, people are paying it? Like, yeah, who am I to judge? You're making the money. Someone's paying it. Crazy. Blowing my mind what people charge. It's touche. Like, holy fuck, you figured it out. I clearly didn't because I cannot sleep at night knowing if I charge $3,000 for a full day of tattooing. And you may not even got that tattoo done. Like pfft, craziness, but hey, we're a multi-million-dollar business now, right? In industry, people get pissed when you say industry, but hey, at the end of the day, we're an industry, and nothing's really gonna change that because we're just letting more people in, and they're fucking it up. If it ain't broke, break it. I guess it's like America. Tattooing's just uh, it was great. It was great. It was great. Then it got even better, and now it's back to being like, what happened? You know, how do you have people, Sailor Jerry, you know, how do you have people like that back in the day, 30, 40 years ago, tattooing cleaner tattoos with the shit they, the needles they jig, the freaking ink they mixed, they made, um, everything, stencil paper they made, freehanding everything, they still made cleaner tattoos than the people who are using top quality technology these days how is that fucking possible blowing my mind right now craziness a lot of people get thrown out on that tattoo shop council page a private tattoo page amazing speaks the truth you know people are assholes to each other but we handle it well no one gets butthurt because we know at the end of the day you know a lot of the time we're just joking with each other i mean bad tattooers do get kicked off every day on there and that's good I don't know how they were accepted anyway. I'm not in charge of the page, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of those pages out there. A lot of people getting exposed these days. Money Malarkey He's kind of exposing the industry alone. <laughs> I'm sure clients or people that don't tattoo are looking at that and be like, fuck, that's what that tattooer meant by that? Like, oh, I didn't know he was really pissed. But, hey, that's, that's what it comes down to. Um that's getting exposed also, and maybe clients will smarten up and be like, well, maybe I shouldn't do that, you know? Um, there's a couple other pages that got canceled or whatever. Uh, Snake Pit's still around, so you see all those fucking ridiculous tattoos. Some are great, but just ridiculous. Some are just terribly done. Uh, people are still getting bad tattoos. Blowing my mind, what the fuck? I wish I could go back 10 years and just think, like, you know... I don't even know how I would think because I was a shitty tattoo artist that I took offense when someone told me you're a scratcher, you're terrible, but hey, that always encouraged me. That was motivated me. Same thing in sports. Any, any time the coach talked down and you pissed you off, you'd be like, I'll fucking show him, you know, and you try harder, but some people don't have that drive, that mentality. But if you're, if you do not have a drive in the mentality of people critiquing your work, you should not be a tattoo artist. It's the same as if you're easily offended but you're a stand-up comedian, you should not be a stand-up comedian. Like, you shouldn't, period. If you're easily offended, don't go see Anthony Jesselnik live. That's how tattooing is. We're we're hard on each other, you know, which it should be. At the same time, positive to the people who are trying, like, encouraging them. But the people who aren't, we're just gonna shit on you. You know, you're gonna get shit on, like, horse shit, like, you know, a pile that just comes down, real. Not like goat shit, like... Just looks like beads dropping out of an elevator. I'm talking about horse shit all over you, all over your face. Um, I wish I had that fucking fart, freaking soundboard clip thing right now. That would have been perfect. Um, so we're almost about an hour on here. I just bullshitted for that. I feel like should just call this, but what do I know? Bullshitting with Kevin for the next hour that you can never get back. So hopefully you're not, like, sitting down just listening to this. Hopefully you're multitasking, driving listening, tattooing listening. If <laughs> you're tattooing and listening, your clients are probably like, what the fuck is this guy saying? But thanks for tuning in again. Um, next episode, I will uh, try my hardest. I mean, I know Cruzman's really down for this, and uh, it's going to be a, a fun debate, fun debacle on traditional tattoos versus realism. A bad tattoo is a bad tattoo and a good tattoo is a good tattoo. It's what it comes down to. But we're going to get down to nitty gritty. Uh hopefully we don't like get mad at each other. If we do, hey, fuck. People like that, people like drama, whatever. But it'll be a nice conversation, you know, between a couple tattooers, you know. Tat tatters. I'm going to try to get my buddy Fat Kyle on here. He's a stand-up comedian. He- Travels the United States doing stand up also tattooing he does traddy tatties he's funny uh he's made fun of me a couple times, you know during his stand up yeah, <laughs> but I loved it, you know, so that was cool. um one time, I got beat out at a mustache competition by a kid with a fake mustache at a tattoo convention. yeah <laughs> shit was funny, comical, but um yeah, I'll we'll have fat Kyle on here he's he's a buddy of Mark Richards of mine, so that should be a very entertaining episode uh yeah, I'm just, you know, it's hard reaching out to people. Uh, I reached out to the tattooed freaking Truth Fairy, and uh, pretty much I want to keep it as anonymous as possible, so I'm still going to try. You know, you never know. Maybe some people know their voice. You know, some people have heavy accents, but maybe that'll give it away. Either way, I wish I knew who the fuck it was. They said I know him. I want to know who the shit who this person is, so... It's going to bug me. It's been bugging me the last few days <laughs> since they messaged me back, but uh, I'm pretty excited um, for what's coming up. Uh, I might actually do a live podcast at the Walker Stalker com, maybe interview a couple of the Geek Strength Legends people during it. Um, hopefully the sound comes out good. I'll have to do a sound check because, well, if you saw my setup right now, you would be like, well, that dude is the scratcher of podcasts. <laughs> So podcasters are probably like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? What a joke. Um, I'm using, like, earbuds with a fucking little microphone I'm holding up next to my mouth right now. I did get a microphone thing, but I don't know. You can hear static. It's just weird, you know. I'm just going to keep to this ghetto setup I have and uh, keep it going. I do have the iPad, though, you know. So I'm, I'm looking at about eleven, twelve hundred $1,200 in podcast material right now. That's not too shabby, if you ask me. But... Thanks for tuning in again. Um, It was fun talking to myself. Loser. Anywho, hope to hear back from you guys. Message me at Kevin Beckvar, K E V I N B E C V as in Victor A R. Search it on Instagram. Uh, Talk shit to me. Uh, I like to do that. I like to think it's the inner Marine in me, just talking shit all the time. But uh yeah. Don't hate on me too bad. Ha <laughs> psych. So yeah, well, I'm gonna get going, eat some uh break fast and then I'm gonna go tattoo later, brothers and sisters. Bye.